America's founders knew power corrupts, and ultimate power corrupts ultimately, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. That's why they built in checks and balances to prevent any one group from seizing all power. And that's why our president is elected by a college of electors, to protect the rights of little states like Delaware and Wyoming against giants like New York and California. After all, our country is a republic, the United States of America, not the United States. Our states are independent, sovereign powers who created the federal government, not the other way around. And that's why all power ultimately lies in we the people and the states, not a central dictatorship of cronies. Did you know that? Thank God for the U.S. Constitution. Find out more how our amazing Constitution and Bill of Rights protect us, the citizens, against power-crazed politicians in Washington. Help us take back America. Go to OurAmericanRights.com. Brought to you by the American Media Council. The following program is a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk and Radio Law Talk Incorporated. Now it is time for Radio Law Talk. Heard on more than 50 radio stations across the United States of America and always on radiolawtalk.com. And here now today, sitting in for Fred Penny, the host of the show. Who's doing it? It's going to be your Denise. It's going to be Mr. Todd Cunin. Hello, Todd. How are you today? Good, good, after, good morning to you. Morning, afternoon, whatever the day is. Well, yes, yes, it's intro by acapella. That's it. When the when the when the computer says I'm not going to play, then it doesn't play. Cal has the most temperamental computer over there. I swear, and we've been doing this show for four years now. And yeah, Cal goes over to go and hit something, and I guarantee you, there's part of that computer is like, I'm not going to do it. I, I didn't That's agree. exactly what I, happened. I, I, I did. I did not agree with your case or no case. I just don't think so. Acting it's like just, a petulant just, child. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, you send it. You send. Cal sends an email. You sent an email to another woman, didn't you? Well, I'm. You, it's, an H, it's an It's an HP. You sent an email to a Mac, didn't you? Uh, well, I just. I don't even know if I can look at you. <laughs> Who are you? I'm not playing your intro. Ah, uh, yes, Todd Kinnan here, sitting in for Fred Penny to the. Uh, uh, in the position of prominence, there's a lot of P's there. Uh, Denise Dirks, social distance, mind you, seated to my right. How are you, Denise? I'm well. Can you believe we've already gone through two hours of this show? No, it went really fast, right. and I feel like we need to complete our discussion on the law. You complete me <laughs> on my discussion on the law. Denise, I'm giving you the heart emoji. That's okay. what I'm trying to say to this computer. It's not listening to <laughs> yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, Cal does the heart thing. The computer comes back. We can't see this on video, but that's what the computer <laughs> yeah, right. is saying. You're number uh, one, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so listen, we've been talking about uh, tech companies, and we're going to get into it. We're not talking politics, but we are going to talk about some laws and some things that are attendant to the upcoming election. There's been yet another challenge submitted to and subsequently rejected by the Supreme Court as it relates to ballot counting and timing and things like that. I want to go over really quickly just what this whole electoral college thing is and why some of this, what's going on now with the change in mail-in ballots and, and how the electoral college 
might have been created for just such an emergency or occasion, to clarify some of that. Uh, We're also going to talk about some strange stuff happening in the state of California. uh, No. With uh, with regard to, we've been teasing (laughs) this one, with regard to people. Not strange things in California. Come on. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Strange things in California that the state is still causing businesses to make payments on permits, even though they shut them down for the pandemic. Uh, we have the, uh, the the sex cult guy was sentenced and some interesting claims and statements he made with regard to that. Uh, what else do we have here? Oh, oh, we, we do this. What is it? We do this thing. I see these initials C O N C case or case or no case. The mighty conk. The mighty conk. Cal Conkus nope, in with case nope, or no nope, case. Nope, nope, not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, because he's got to click on the computer. Still, the computer's still, like, I'm not doing it. Still getting no the case. computer to fire. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel like that dog in that YouTube video when the guy says, you know what I got outside for you? I got a kid. Oh, come on. Have you seen that? <laughs> I haven't hilarious. seen that. My, my favorite one is the dog who is trash talking his friends. It's a far side cartoon. And he's in the back of the car and he's he's yelling out the ha 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 Biff after we go to the grocery store and then over here I'm going to the vet to get tutored. <laughs> it's like oops. <laughs> you right. might you might have heard that one wrong. Forgive me if <laughs> forgive me if I don't play the intro. I'll do okay. it this way. Alright we'll do it boom. And now it's time to play case or no case. James Icky Vargas. The street name was Icky. He was okay. a cocaine dealer, a regular entrepreneur. He'd buy his coke in large discounted quantities, many times from overseas or South America. Then he'd cut it with a little whey protein, mark it all up 50%, package his product into little bindles and resell it, and he made himself buku dinars. Lots of money. Did well for himself. Uh, but one of his customers had just been arrested and was offered a deal if she would turn in who her dealer was. Cynthia Wanda Turner asked if there was a more subtle way to, than to just rat him out. She said, if I just rat him out, I'm not going to last on the street 10 minutes. A prosecutor said he had a clever idea, that it might work. It involved headlines that he could get generated from his girlfriend, a newspaper reporter from the Detroit Free Press. He said, let's file a legal case against him, $2 million, alleging fraud because of the altered cocaine. <laughs> Icky would be off the streets, he'd be out of business because he'd be broken, his street reputation would be ruined. So I ask you, Mr. Cuna, let's go first. Let's see if my system is working here. I'm going to ask you first case or no case. There we go. Okay, it's working, I guess. You know, I, I mean, as soon as you said he was cutting the cocaine with whey protein. Yeah. The first, this is how my mind works. The first thing I thought was little Miss Muffet sat on her tuffet, eating her curds and and cocaine cut with whey protein. (laughs) You know, the the spider comes down like, dude, you going to cut me a line? What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Good heavens. Oh, you've ruined little Miss Muffet for me. Okay. um, I am going to say, this actually sounds very... uh, Interesting. It sounds interesting because... At the end of the day, even though they shut down Icky's business, because if they did that using the newspaper headline, you could still prosecute him for everything, and she is still the chief witness against him. And I guess the only idea here would be, well, if we cut his business down, you wouldn't be in jeopardy of being you know, whacked by anybody because you took away their drug dealer because they're all going to 
go against him because they find out they've been getting subgrade getting product. ripped off, exactly, okay. yeah. Um, I think that was the theory behind it, yeah. What the heck? I'll say that this is a case. Now, the, the question here is when you ask who prevails, um, well, the question is whether or not they were able to prosecute Icky for the stuff. So I'm going to say it's a case, and as a result, Wanda became a, a – uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Wanda became a cooperative witness in the state versus Icky for drug distribution. She's now living in Alabama in the witness protection program. <laughs> yes. Okay, Denise, what say you? Well, this okay. is kind of strange. Um, oh, wait, Cal gave us one that's yes, strange? No. Yes, because in this one, you said he had the, they had the clever idea of having a headline from the Detroit Free Press saying that Icky commits fraud because of the... Um, altered cocaine. Well, I think the headline was going to say cocaine dealer charged with fraud was what was what he was going for. He wanted to say cocaine dealer charged with fraud, eliminating his credibility as a coke dealer on the street. And yeah. who's he in that sentence? The DA prosecuting, going after oh, Wanda. Oh, so the DA did this. Yeah. No, this yeah. is going to turn backfire on the DA. Something really bad happens. This is a scenario, and... Um, and it ha- it's something bad happens. So I'm going to say that it results in a civil case, Icky versus DA, and the if, DA loses. If only Icky had cut it with soy-based protein <laughs> instead of whey. <laughs> right. Well, unfortunately, let's see, am I right in my timing? 14, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, we're going to have to just hang on for a little bit and get the answer to our case or no case after we take our first break from this hour, right? Well, okay, right all right, yeah. we, we, we'll do that. Yeah, we can stretch out for a little bit. Do we go at 1450 or 1550? 15, wait, we want to be out at 1530. So, yeah, so I'm so we'll do that. We, we, you know what, we're still gonna take the answer after the break while we pontificate and opine about the travesty that Icky committed on people of making a substandard product. He is definitely not the breaking bad of Detroit with what he was doing. Okay, so you know what I'm going to do, because we really do have time. I messed up, and I apologize. That's how, how my head's been working today. Not. It's the, I blame it on the computer. The, thank you. Yes. It is very distracting. But here's what I'm going to tell you. Those of you who said it was a case, that was Todd and Denise, correct? Both of you said it's a yes. case? Yes. Okay. Well, it's actually... A figment of Cal's imagination <laughs> and potentially a bad plot in a terrible druggy movie. <laughs> so I just I just made it up and I admit it. So I apologize if I offended you. You know, Cal, give yourself some credit because over the course of the pandemic, and we're coming up with a break here, but I have seen a lot of Netflix. And let me tell you something. After you get through the A-list movies and start down the B-list and the C-list movies, uh, that plot was actually very good. Maybe I can get it produced. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back with Case with more on Radio Law Talk. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. 
This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. At TicketChocolate.com, we believe that simplicity is best. We also know that chocolate is one of life's finest things that can help you savor your greatest moments. Late night visits with old friends, overdue romantic moments, and quiet mornings all to yourself. See their wide variety, like hot chocolate sticks or creamy marshmallows, and a lot more at TicketChocolate.com. They remind busy people like you to take time for the pleasure small things can give. TicketChocolate.com, where simplicity is best. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Man, I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car wash. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quack, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Quick, quack, car wash. They'll have you looking sharp. Today, we decided to walk to school. At the corner, we waited to cross the street. The stoplight counted down, 15, 14. 31, I mean 13. We took a left on Carroll Garden Street. Loud music was coming from a car. Danny's a smart kid, but he gets so distracted. There were so many other sounds. I didn't know what to focus on. Danny, earth to Danny. Suddenly, he realized he forgot his homework again. At the school steps, we hug goodbye. I really hope he doesn't have another bad day at school today. When you can see learning and attention issues from their side, you can be on their side. That's why there's understood.org, a free online resource for the parents of the one in five kids with learning and attention issues. Get personalized recommendations, practical tips, daily access to experts, and more. Go from misunderstanding to understood.org. Brought to you by Understood and the Ad Council. Your voice, your vote. In our democracy, they matter and make our community and our country stronger. So make yours count. Get registered, learn the issues, know the candidates, and vote by or on November 3rd. Visit vote411.org for registration and election information. This message is furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Radio Law Talk. I like that show. All advertisements. All right, so here we are back. We've had the case or no case. Both of us fell prey to the to, to the soothsaying machinations of Cal Hunter. <laughs> 
I can't do that, Cal. I, I, that, there, and there you go. From now on, from now on, when Cal has issues with the computer, just imagine that the computer that he's got. I mean, from our perspective, I feel like I'm looking at Cal in Mission Control anyway. <laughs> and so it's it's really he's reenacting the whole scenario from 2001: Space Odyssey. So when he clicks on something to run the intro, the computer is essentially say, essentially saying, "I can't run that, Cal." And I'm not going to. I'm not going to run. Why did you go for the hatch, Cal? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, look, we've been teasing this one for the last two hours here on this show. California, if, if if you hadn't noticed... Over the last, oh, I want to say nine, ten months, maybe eleven, we've been dealing. We as a nation have been dealing with a uh, a, a pandemic, if you will, a pandemic uh, not the likes of that which we've seen in in uh, any recent time. But the coronavirus has really caused a shutdown of a lot of things, and California was very adamant that several businesses, including bars and liquor stores, shut down because those are establishments in which the virus was suspected to be readily transmitted from one person to another. So they shut those businesses down. And you know what? Out of the goodness of their hearts, the state of California also decided that people would not be charged fees or fees for liquor licenses. Now, in this statement that I have just given, there has been one truth and two lies. Well, <laughs> Where were the lies in that statement? What did the state of California do to these businesses mm. after shutting them down, Denise? But don't worry. They want to help you. We want to, yeah, we're, we're, we're from the government. We're here, we're to, here help. to help. <laughs> they, didn't get, they didn't give any relief to any um, of these shuttered liquor stores or restaurants that were serving alcohol or any of that, they're still charging the full cost for the liquor license. So it costs you money. So we, we want to charge you for the for the privilege, for the license, to be able to serve alcohol in your stores. Now Which by the way in California is a very valuable commodity. Oh it is. Yeah, yeah. People pay high prices for those. Yeah. But but here's the rub. We're not going to let you actually operate those businesses so that you can actually serve the alcohol. Wait a minute, But Your we're Honor, going to charge you Your for Honor, the right. how can I pay a fee for a license when I don't have any income because you shut me down, Your Honor? How right. does that work? And on top of that, they're charging a 50% penalty for those unpaid yes. license if applica- you don't, uh, fees. If, if you don't pay the fee... Because you can't, because you can't afford it, because it's thousands of dollars and you have generated zero revenue over this period of time. Well, here's how we're going to help. We're going to go ahead and charge a 50% surcharge on top of the fee that you owe. So if you owed us $10,000, now you owe us fifteen. Do you think the legislature's <laughs> been sleeping on the job on this point? Well, in well some yeah, of... they're ignoring them because yes. a lot of people have been trying to get their legislat- legislatures there to discuss it. A lot of people have been trying to do it, and it just hasn't gotten any traction. That is absurd. You know, and, and so, I, I mean, you can well, see how the, do the legislatures get paid? Exactly. You know, well, and you could see them going, how do we fund these programs and everything that we've got if we don't continue to generate this revenue, if we don't continue to collect this? It's like, 
I mean, it reminded me of when people were saying, well, because of the coronavirus, there should be a, a halt on anybody who has to pay rent. All rents should not be paid because none of the people work. Okay, maybe that's a good idea, but if you're not halting the mortgage payments, unless you're a landlord who own the homes, right. if you if yeah. you're the landlord and yeah. and they have a mortgage payment and they're relying on the rent payment to make the mortgage payment, are you going to stop that too? Okay, we'll stop that yeah. too. Okay, no, it, it, it goes further than that. On day 10, they're going to owe all of that rent. Yeah. There's no provisions on repayment. Right. And the real absurdity is, while nobody out in the streets getting paid, all of the legislators are able to belly up to the bar and get their almost $100,000 a year, what, seven, 8000 bucks a year, and their per diem check. They're all getting paid. So while people can't make a living, the people who say they can't make a living are still getting paid. It's it's a bit tough, but you know this 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 here with the uh, with the liquor store owners and the bars and the restaurants, I mean, uh, poke me in the eye with a rusty nail. That that's just that's tough for them. It's it's tough, but look, that's the reality that we're that's the reality that we are dealing with. And uh, and you know you had asked if they've been talking to their legislators. Yeah, they have been trying to. And you know what responses they've been getting? Crickets. Zero. Nothing. Yeah. Nobody has been. Anything. We talk about, you know, California being such a bad state and all that stuff, or we kind of like put that on it. But the reality is this is probably happening in many other states yeah, as well. Challenging, it, challenging is the word. It, and it comes yes. to light because it's happening in a state known for occasional absurdity. Yeah. And, and, and the question here is, and I think that California has been leading the nation in the clampdowns on the state level right. against businesses making the close down where other states have been a little more flexible and leaving folks open. But then you have the flip side. The flip side is, and have those states also had a higher incident rate of contracting coronavirus or death due to the coronavirus? Well, yeah, right now, right now, this, this is this is Todd's take, Todd's take on it. Right now, I don't know that I trust any one statistic. This is one of those things that five years from now, when we look back on it, I might trust those statistics more than I trust anything coming out right now because everything is so subjective. Because if the political cartoon says, here's the good news, deaths from a pneumonia, heart attack, and other causes have gone way down. <laughs> well, the, let me just say something from um, that was said by a Buffalo New Yorker. Um, they now have imposed, New York has imposed a 14-day quarantine on anybody coming into the state, right. Right? right? And somebody tried to violate that quarantine by going and looking at properties. And one of the property owners said, look, I'm not going to get, you know, allow you to talk to me about this. You have not experienced mass graves like we have in New York yeah. for COVID, That's period. a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, with that said, it's like... That's that's a, a statement that makes you be quiet it, because it, we haven't. It's sobering. It's sobering. And, folks, we are 30 minutes away from the end of this three hours. We're in the home stretch. You've been listening to Radio Law Talk on your favorite radio station or online. We appreciate you being here. If you want to call in, 855-LAW-RADIO, 855-529-7234. we got a half hour to go. Look forward to hearing from you if you want to participate. Much more coming up here on Radio Law Talk, including quick takes at the end of this hour. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. 
Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. Dish, 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 dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast, 800-814-5108, 800-814-5108, 800-814-5108. That's 800 814 5108. Know someone? If you pay my fee, I'll take your case. It's time for more Radio Law Talk with Denise Dirks, Todd Kunin, and your host, Frederick Penny. Frederick Penny. Frederick Penny. Oh, so now the computer works. There you see, see, look, Fred's not dead. He's on assignment. But I want to say it's the ghost of Fred. If you are going to play anything that does not mention Fred Penny, I can't do that, Cal. (laughs) You're not mentioning Fred, Cal. (laughs) I don't like the input-output device, Cal. Yes, I'm not happy with that, Cal. Give me a new sound card. Cal, you know what you really need to do? Cal, you need to have the hosts go over disclaimers. All right, that sounds like a good idea because, folks, uh, anything you hear on Radio Law Talk, all right, this is for entertainment purposes. We're not giving legal advice. You would not want to take what we say and go into court and say, well, you know, Your Honor, I, the, the prosecution cited Fishbine versus Arizona, which persuasive as it is on Radio Law Talk, Denise and Todd and Cal and Fred said, no, just don't do that. Please. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we're not giving legal advice. The only time you can use the stuff that we say really to try to be somewhat persuasive is if you're having a conversation with family or co-workers around the water cooler, well, socially distanced around the water cooler, the virtual water cooler. Uh, yeah, you can go ahead and reference us there, but we are not a legal authority for you. If you have a legal issue, please seek counsel that can talk to you, and you can take advantage of the attorney-client privilege and talk to you about your specific legal issue. And also, do not take do not read anything into the fact that we chose to give the disclaimers shortly before we go over this next story. <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. Right, we so, the, so uh, <clears throat> look, 
there's no there are no shortage of strange and nefarious actors out there and one of them was accused and just was convicted at trial and his name is Keith Rainier. He was the leader of the sex cult uh, the initials are NXIVM. Was it Nexium or whatever? I hesitate to say that because there's a prescription drug out there. Yeah. You, you know, they're going, oh, good mm. heavens, could they could Thank they you. Picked? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, but so anyway, so uh, Keith Rainier was sentenced um, to several or was convicted of several counts involving uh, sexual offenses, sex trafficking. And, and essentially what happened was he... he he pitched his organization as a, a movement of empowerment for young people, especially women. He was able to hook up with some pretty high-profile high, power, high profile individuals. They had some money backing and also some celebrities. There was uh, the celebrity who was on Smallville. I want to say her last name was Mac. Um, she was an actress on Smallville, and she was... Uh, she was charged. I think she's still waiting, awaiting trial, but she's been accused of grooming people. We'll trying, call her a B-list celebrity. Yes, yeah, trying, trying to get them yeah. into this, into this group, and and look, Rainier had no shortage of uh, people that were accusing him of nefarious conduct, as well as people that were supporting him, saying he has been wrongfully accused. And uh, the fact is, though, that a jury of his peers, 12 people, decided, no, we believe beyond a reasonable doubt that you have committed these crimes. So he now And stands. the crimes were sex trafficking. Exactly. Um, there was, um, uh, he, he had sexual affairs with children. Um, he had forced abortions on women. Um, I mean, it was a lot. This is a guy, apparently, according to evidence presented, was basically out of control, sexually he, speaking. He, yeah. he was. And, you know, for, for me... Look, I, as a criminal defense attorney and as a, a lawyer, look, there are people that can make allegations on either side of an issue. I've defended people who you know, I knew didn't do what they say they had done, and I was amazed at the number of people that wanted to line up and accuse them of terrible conduct, and you just, you just know this person didn't do that. And I see that back and forth, but for this one here, the linchpin for me was when the evidence came out that some of these women that had made these accusations had also been physically branded like the like like you brand cattle had been physically branded with his initials on parts of their body and at that point it was like okay yeah <laughs> yeah we're not that, talking uh, about yeah. any numbing cream or anything no. we're talking about the physical pain was part of the process and, and according to the little synopsis that I read that process alone was done in a torturous environment that took about a half an hour to complete. Yes, it just just yeah, so it's just awful. Terrible awful conduct. Stuff. Well, awful this stuff. Yeah. this man came up for sentencing recently. And uh, I believe it was in New York, he's being he was being sentenced uh, and, and folks just for just a background, what happens is criminal trials are usually bifurcated, split into two phases. One is the guilt or innocence. The jury decides whether or not they're guilty, right? And then with the exception of death penalty cases where a jury, for the most part, has to decide whether or not to oppose the death penalty, the sentencing phase takes over, and that's usually the judge that heard the case for trial determines what the appropriate sentence should be for the defendant. Now, you know, when it gets to the sentencing phase... 
whether you admit it or not, you have already been determined to be legally guilty of the crime. The ship has already sailed, right? You are no longer of the class of individuals that is innocent until proven guilty of that crime. No, you have been proven guilty. And so it's all about the appropriate sentence. And if you understand that as a defendant, it can help you as you go through the sentencing process to try to put yourself in the best light to get the sentence that you feel was appropriate for the crimes for which you were convicted. Mr. Rainier's lawyer was arguing, arguing vociferously that he should get 20 years. He's 60 years old, and he should be sentenced to 20 years, which would be an appropriate sentence given the conduct and a man of his age. And maybe that argument was working right up until the time that Mr. Rainier was given an opportunity to speak. Oh, boy. At which point he said, and I quote, I am deeply sorry and see that I and see that where I am is caused by me. I am deeply remorseful and repentant. It is true I am not remorseful over the crimes I do not believe I have committed at all. Oh boy. <laughs> but I am de- deeply remorseful for all of the pain. Your honor, I didn't do it. <laughs> But I'm sorry it's really got hurt. But I'm sorry. <laughs> and you could just see the lawyer sitting there going, there dude, ain't, shut up. There man. ain't enough. Really? Seriously, dude? Really? Have you not seen what I've been doing for the last three days in the sentencing hearing? There is not enough <laughs> lipstick for me to put on this pig. And then you go and say that. And what did the judge do? Defense was seeking 20 years, right? Yeah, the judge added about... That was the recommendation, yeah, actually. Yeah, and the judge added about a... The judge added 100 years to that 20-year sentence. Good for that and judge. And sentenced this 60-year-old individual <laughs> to 120 years. So that, But he'll get out in good behavior with 15% off of his time. Oh, yeah. Only well, so, 60. So, yeah, he'll, he'll get 15% off. So he'll be out in a paltry 103 years. They'll roll his bones out on a cart in 103 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, his followers are like, it'll happen because he told us he'll live forever. Oh, whatever. I, I just, you know... Sometimes people are their own worst enemy. You had to say that. You couldn't say, I am so sorry. You couldn't just take one for the team, which, by the way, is you. (laughs) And by the way, remorse, I think, I've been in a lot of courtrooms as a news, news guy. Remorse plays well with juries and occasionally judges who don't sit back and go, oh, here we go. But juries like to hear and see remorse from someone who's been convicted, don't they, Denise? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I was watching a documentary on the Golden State Killer last night, and that's one that shows you a person who has absolutely no remorse. Right, just a cold guy. Just cold, just nothing there. And, um, you know, in in the face of his victims that... It was tragedy what they had suffered from. Absolutely, and he had no remorse, none. And that, well, look, don't it, get it with, with those with those with those folks. I mean, that is sometimes when I say those folks, people that commit those crimes, if they're truly psychopathic, yeah. that is clinically they have an inability to feel that remorse. I, I, I mean, we're kind of getting off on a tangent here, but do you remember the BTK? Kill. Yeah. Okay. Find, torture, and kill. Kansas. Yes. Right. And I remember he was giving his statement at sentencing, and he was he was matter of factly going through what he had done, with no more empathy or remorse than it would be if he were reading off the steps of a recipe to make a cake. Right. 
And and it was just like you looked at that and you th- thought, I don't know that at this point for this guy it's a choice. He just doesn't have the gene that allows him to feel it. it and if he did, it's gone now. And then I always wonder about McVeigh because McVeigh would not appeal his um, conviction and his death sentence. He right. refused to. He was ready to go be put to death. Yeah. And I wondered if that was his way of showing remorse. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. I don't We'd know. like to think so, wouldn't we? Well, yeah, yeah I think right. that makes us feel it, like it, he's a human. Remorse comes in all different shapes and sizes, but getting back to Mr. Rainier, it didn't come in. Maybe it was fun size remorse. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're, we're coming up to our, our final segment. Don't go away, folks. We'll be back after these messages. And fun size remorse. <laughs> Available at a store near you. We'll be right back. Hold on. <laughs> Advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. At TicketChocolate.com, we believe that simplicity is best. We also know that chocolate is one of life's finest things that can help you savor your greatest moments. Late night visits with old friends, overdue romantic moments, and quiet mornings all to yourself. See their wide variety, like hot chocolate sticks or creamy marshmallows, and a lot more at TicketChocolate.com. They remind busy people like you to take time for the pleasure small things can give. TicketChocolate.com, where simplicity is best. This is Frederick Penny, Todd Cunin, and Denise Dirks with a personal invitation to you who have a business that could benefit from a little national exposure. Radio Law Talk is heard in more than 35 markets across the United States, and Radio Law Talk provides that opportunity. Some of you have listened to the show and thought, my business should be advertising there right now. We agree. So email info at radiolawtalk.com, and we'll get right back with you. Let us help your business grow in multiple markets. Email info at radiolawtalk.com now. I knew I had a problem, but I didn't know what to do about it. I tried counting calories, I took pills, eating and eating, and then more eating. I really wanted to stop, but 
Nothing could make me stop. At one point, it was so bad that I just felt like giving up. I felt so alone. Like nobody else could possibly understand. We understand. We're Overeaters Anonymous, and we have helped thousands of people just like you. People who want to stop their compulsive eating and start living a healthy, rewarding life. Overeaters Anonymous, help me get my life back. Now I eat in a way that's healthy and good for me. I never realized what I was missing out on. With OA, I am living again and loving it. Start living the life you deserve with help from Overeaters Anonymous. Find us on the web at OA.org. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Boys are weird. Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. So we're in the home stretch here on Radio Law Talk. Todd Kinnan sitting in for Fred Penny, Denise Dirks here, and Cal Hunter. You know, if I were to ask this question, as we have an election coming up in what, four days, five days on the 3rd of November, and if I said, are, uh, are we selecting a president with this election? How many hands would be raised? Would you raise your hand, Denise? You mean to answer the question? To answer the question. Are we we selecting a president with the vote this Tuesday, uh, November 3rd? We're helping to. We're helping to, but we are not selecting a president. I want to read to you here, for those of you that have heard the Electoral College, I just want to read to you a little timeline of events. In the spring and summer of 2020... The nomination of electors, each state nominated specific electors, those are individuals that will go to a later convention and cast votes for the president, who should be the president of the United States, depending on how the individual state vote went. So the selection of electors took place in the spring and summer. On November 3rd, 2020, election day, the voters of each state will select their presidential electors, who is going to vote for whom at the Electoral College Convention. On December 3rd, or on November, uh, December 8th, that's the deadline for resolving any election disputes as it relates to the electors. On December 14th, 2020, there will be a meeting of electors, and that will begin the ballot process of electors. These are votes cast for who should be the President of the United States. On December 23rd, that's the deadline for the receipt of the ballots by the electors from each state. The votes will then be counted on the 6th of January. Those are the Electoral College ballots where the victor, the individual that received the most Electoral College votes, will be announced and that person will be sworn in on January 20th, 2021, which is Inauguration Day as the President of the United States. That, what we are doing in November, in about four days, 
is selecting the voting for the electors that will go and cast votes on behalf of each state. And folks, this comes right out of the Constitution of the United States. The Constitution says, I believe, Article 2, Section 2, Clause 2 in the Constitution empowers each state's legislature to determine the manner by which the state's electors are chosen. Now, so states have to send them. And, and states get to determine the manner in which they're chosen. Now, Denise, we have heard, not just this past week, but on a couple of occasions in this election cycle, there have been challenges to the procedure by which ballots are cast and when they'll be counted and how long after or before the third. We've heard those, and those those have gone up to the U.S. Supreme Court, and almost in every one, the Supreme Court has said, what? It's up to the state, right? Well, yeah, that's the overriding um, idea. Uh, but the Electoral College itself is maybe antiquated, quite honestly. When it was brought into being, there was a lot of play because um, our forefathers were afraid of the executive, a very strong executive, because they, a lot of them came from monarchies, right? And rightfully so. Yeah. yeah. And they also were a little distrustful of the legislature because they also had that type. Um, and, and so much even in the court system because there used to be debtors, um, prisons, and that type of stuff. So they were kind of, you know, looking for a way. And, and there was also this huge belief that the public at large, who would be the voters— would be uninformed. They would not be that necessarily that smart. So like so, our electorate now, you mean? No, I'm, well, I'm it could be. I mean, but one of the things they presumed, too, was that there was going to be a lot of political parties. And that has never really transpired. Um, and then they also thought initially that the electors would be able to vote individually on their own choices. And they did not anticipate the states making laws as to how the electors have to vote. Right. Because, so, in fact, electors are generally selected by political party. That's right. And so here, here we are, um, you know, with a lot of changes to what the Electoral College initially did um, or what the thought was behind it. There was also a huge compromise related to slavery. Um, I'm not going to talk about that right now, but there was a huge, you know, Well, the three-fifths vote thing was, a, was an important it deal was, yeah. because it actually gave a little bit of power to black voters who did not have any at all. And the Electoral College, in a way, tried to fudge that and make it so they'd have a little power. Yeah, three-fifths yeah. right. of not, a person enough, was what they were counted. Yeah, right. And enough, then right. uh, the actual idea behind the Electoral College is if it failed, then it is actually the president would be decided by the House of Representatives. That's correct. So that was their protective stance on all of this. Um, what our vote does and what November um, third is going to do is determine popular vote. It's going to determine the popular vote for the most part. We don't know exactly how the votes are going to get counted, which ones are going to get thrown out because it's going to be unconstitutional as to the state of how they were done, or the U.S. Cons uh, Supreme Court comes down and says, hey, this was not done by the state or the state official. It was decided by a governor or something to that effect that may not be um, exactly how the the manner you, of which you, it's supposed to be When you chosen. say popular vote, popular vote for what? Popular vote for who should be president or popular vote for who should be the elector from each state? I think it is a popular vote for president. Okay. And here's, and, the, and here's the thing. Our president is not selected by popular vote. I understand. I'm not, the, I'm not and the, saying. And the, and the Constitution doesn't say. And yet, if you poll the average voter, 
they would say, well, whoever wins the popular vote should be president. Right. And the, and the founders said we want to avoid the tyranny of the majority. See, In other words, they wanted smaller states to have a say as well. We haven't talked about that part. That was a real critical part of the Electoral College. Well, yeah. Yes. The critical part, too, was the fact that they didn't want there not to be a majority. Right? They wanted there to be a majority that selected the president. Exactly right. Yes. And, and now we are faced with times where um, – it could happen that we have a president that's not based on the majority as well. Well, we have we, not, have we have a couple of issues here. One of them is at the time that the Electoral College was created, there was no such – there was not the technological means by which you could have a popular vote nationwide and get all the results on the same day. I mean, last week we talked about how it took two weeks for some states to even find out that Lincoln had been assassinated. Right, and that was 100 true. years or so after this. So, so there was a, a thing about they wanted to make sure that there would be one event on one day, and at the end of that event, they would know who the executive branch leader was. And doing that by a popular vote wasn't feasible. feasible. Now, I would say that we don't have that limitation today. I don't really think that we do, um, because you can, for the most part, get it. But I, w I thought that before this happened, and then we have votes that might be coming in whenever. So, so the idea here was let's have one convention where people can cast their votes, we can count them, we can know at the end of one day. The other issue that they had was something you had touched on, Denise, which was if you dilute the number of candidates, technically one person could win. Let's say you had five candidates, right? Yeah. And let's say five candidates, and everybody splits the vote closely to, you know, 20% of the vote, right? But one guy gets 22%, two other people get 19%. The guy with 22% of all votes cast ends up being the president. And they they feared because this idea about the executive branch was kind of a new thing. And the founding fathers feared that if that was the case, then the general public would not have any legitimacy or, or lend any credence to who the executive officer was. Right. And they wanted it to be a legitimate office. But, fair enough, under the founder's vision, that number two voter would have been the vice president. And that proved to be so contentious that that was changed later on. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so that's where we're at with our electoral college. And that's what we're doing. And the whole purpose of this is that's what we're doing on Tuesday is selecting the electors by state. We're not voting for the president as a popular vote, as if it meant that that would be the president. We are selecting our electors so that what happens in December and January can be the selection of the you president. Know, darn it. I wanted to get into the U.S. Supreme Court cases because there's a theme to all of these cases with the ballots and the voting and the curbside voting and all that. And that is the state controls. State laws control. They get to interpret their own statutes, their own laws, and federal courts need to stay out of it. How about this? Now it's time that for a quick, a quick take. take. <laughs> there's a Denise Dirks's quick take right there. Boom. Just like that. I said one. it before. The state laws control and the states get to interpret their statutes, their constitutions. Constitution and federal courts stay the heck out of our voting. Mr. Cooner, what is your quick take today? In honor of Halloween candy, I think quick takes should be changed to fun size takes, and that's all I'm saying. <laughs> and that's all we're saying for this week. Radio Law Talk will be back next week at our regular time and regular place. Until then, thank you for listening and goodbye. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.
struggling with addiction or alcohol problems, if you're depressed, drinking, and using drugs, you may need help. And the Affordable Care Act guarantees coverage of substance abuse. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-854-1055. 800-854-1055. I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Call now for hope and help with proven gentle recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-854-1055. 800-854-1055. 800-854-1055. 